clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. And it is caught. Caught, caught for a touchdown. A leaping touchdown. Captain goes. He'll be chased and he is gone. 97 yards. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown! Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. There's a prayer. Stop it! Oh, please! <laughs> what a catch! That's insane! That's insane! The game's final play is a Wilson lock to the end zone, which is fought for by Tate with Jennings simultaneous. Who has it? Who do they give it to? Catch. Now, usually you don't start the show. <laughs> <laughs> what a great start to the show. I'm Adam Jeffrey Rossi. And I'm Josh Lapping. Didn't play a friend's fortune for you this week because we've missed two weeks. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> I've chalked that up to my fault. It's been it's been tough though for both of us. I mean we were We've both been very busy. We've both been working a lot. You've been working on your degree, and uh, for, the, for I mean, for those of you who don't know, Josh is working on his master's yeah, right now. Yeah, back to school. It's pretty cool. So, well, what are you working on, man? It's cool, but thanks. No, knowledge is cool. We're not going to. I think it's we're not cool. Discredit that. I started. I said we're, it was cool. You're yeah, the one who said you're it was. Right. No, you're right. That was shame on me. Uh, yeah, I'm getting my master's. Uh, in arts administration and museum leadership. So museum leadership. I always when people ask say museum curatorship. Ooh. And don't ask me why. Cool. I only say that I think because one day you said I could be the curator of a museum and I think that that's cooler. How do you always say that word that way? Museum. <laughs> I've this is, we've known each other for years and I don't think I've ever picked hit up the on wrong, this. Hit the wrong operative or the wrong syllable <laughs> of the museum. <laughs> Isn't that a fascinating thing? That's this. We're not going to get off a tangent. We do it all the time. Why don't we yeah, but back? I feel like people will be like, where have you guys been for three weeks? And we're like, hi, about, we're going to spend the next five minutes talking, talking about, about how nothing you say, football. But about how you say museum. Yeah. But my mom has always – and the thing – it's really hard for me, but I think she says Penn State weird. Because she goes... That's a weird word to say weird. Yeah, and it, it's just like one of those emphasis things. Because she goes... And I'm probably not going to be able to do it. That's but like great. I just hear it audibly different. Okay. She goes, Penn State. And I say Penn, Penn State. State. It's Penn State. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Did, did you hear... Like, did you... I heard the difference, and but I don't so know if like you it's, it that way. Yeah, it's just... it's. Hmm. I've always thought it was strange. Isn't that weird? Just there are. It's just not. She's not wrong. It's no, just where you put the emphasis. I don't know. Which man. is what. Anyways, welcome. Uh, it's been a while. We've been busy. That's okay. But there's been a lot that's happened in the NFL. There sure has. Um, a ton. So there's a ton to talk about in this episode. We'll get to it. Uh, if you're listening on Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're everybody. not, I hope your Thanksgiving was great. Uh, if you're listening it. 
at another time, then uh, forget Thanksgiving and just enjoy football. But, uh, yeah. You don't have to forget Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was a really nice holiday. I love Thanksgiving. People think I don't like Thanksgiving because I love Christmas. But I think think it's like (laughs) pre-Christmas. And I love, listen, I love Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving comes with Christmas decorations and Christmas music. I think that's all part of the atmosphere. I don't really ever think that we're going to get rid of these Halloween decorations in our apartment. Yeah, I've been asking my mom to help us out with because I have Christmas decorations that I had in my apartment before when I was in Pittsburgh. I'm just not believing. She's like, I can't find them. It's like, yes, you can. Just think we're gonna have these pumpkins forever. And this holiday tree, I was just told so much about. I'm so upset about it. (laughs) I've asked her so many times. I was like, Mom, where's my holiday tree? We'll get it eventually. Anyway, uh, do you have a Ram Reeve call this week? Um, I do. Let's do it. Well, the thing is, this is actually from a, a, a little ways back. I don't know if this is necessarily designated towards week 12. I mean, it's fine. I mean, let's do it. I'm going to give a little bit of a rave out to Dak Prescott. Okay. And this was based on... On the game, and I can't even think about what it was. The Minnesota game, which I predicted Minnesota would win. Close game. It was a good game, but what I really saw, because I have always been very much pro Zeke, where I said I think Zeke makes the offense go more smoothly, and we've seen a lot of examples this year of Dak taking a lot of charge and a lot of precedent of of the team and on the field, but it was really on that game. I feel like Dak Prescott willed Dallas back into that game. And I feel like me being the person who I have been, always being I don't want to say anti Dak. I haven't I don't think I'm anti Dak, but yeah. I'm like, let's pump the brakes a little bit. And I still yeah. think there is some let's pump the brakes a little bit because Dallas still is questions still to be not beating a team with a winning record. I'm very fine with saying that. <laughs> They're six and one against but, teams under five hundred, oh and four against teams. About 500. But they stayed competitive in that Minnesota game specifically because Because of Dak Dak Prescott. Prescott. And I think he needed those props and those accolades. So I wanted to give him that shout out, especially, like I said, because I've always been the one side. Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. And Zeke did nothing in that game. And it was because of the arm of Dak Prescott that they made it very close. They're still number one or two. I don't know how far they've dropped um, in regards because of the, the because of the slop game, the New England game, but they are one or two in passing, one of the best in the league. So yeah, I mean, I I like that a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna rave a bit about the Ravens. This is the this is low hanging fruit, but I just want to mention like I want to mention the fact that we talked in the in the preseason about the Ravens a lot, and they were my pick to win the division. Um, I said that this team just went all in on the Lamar Jackson type team, and and it moved on from the Joe Flacco era, and yeah. they did. Now, I'm not going to sit here and toot my own horn and say that I, I expected this because I don't think I – to this degree. Yeah. But I expected them to be the type of team that they are, just maybe not, you know, what are they, 9-2, and 10-2, and two, something like that. Uh, yeah, they're, mean, they're – you know, should be 9-2. They're up there. And two. So, but, I mean, look at these teams that left. Terrell Suggs, C.J. Mosley, Zadarius Smith, Eric Weddle. I mean, they had all these guys leave. And then they bring in, they draft Marquise Brown, Jalen Ferguson, Miles Boykin, Justice Hill. They signed Earl Thomas, Mark Ingram, Tavon Young. I mean, they they completely overhauled this team right here. In, in, um, and Eric DaCosta, I believe that's how you say his last name, the GM of the Ravens who took over for the legend, you know, 
is... Did you just forget his name? No. <laughs> I didn't forget his name. <laughs> I thought you were going to chime in. It's Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie Newsom, thank you. Who, who, his last pick was Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Well, his they, last first round. Right, but they, you know. But, but yes, he definitely gifted regardless, Lamar Regardless, his parting gift. But, you know, I mean. They, they, a bold they, move to trade back in the first oh, round so to get cool. him. I love it so much. I, I mean, sometimes it, I forget about that because that's when they took Hollywood. They had, like, the 24th pick, but, but also, they went back up to 30. It also makes sense, especially when you're drafting a quarterback. We I think we talked about it that year, too, when we said that um, it, it, it is so valuable to trade up into that first round so you have that fifth-year fifth option. option. Absolutely. And especially with a team like this, you know, they're going to have so many – they're going to have that extra year with Lamar where they can pay other guys, and I don't know if they'll pay him earlier than normal because that's what happens when you have a quarterback like Lamar. Yeah. But regardless, that's a whole other discussion for another day. I just want to rave about this front office, John Harbaugh, and just this entire this entire staff of – the Baltimore Ravens, where they have just said, we're all in on this kid. We're all in on this guy. We're going to build this entire team around him. And then you get even into midseason where they, you know, they have secondary players playing well, like like obviously Earl Thomas, but then Marlon Humphrey. And then you make the trade for Marcus Peters yeah. to round it out when right when Jimmy Smith comes back. The other they just they have totally round out this roster to fit exactly what they want to do. They want to run the ball, get up early, and then have that defense tee off on other offenses and win games. And they've been doing that. Yeah. So I just they, seven straight games, uh, and obviously they have the biggest test they're going to face this weekend in the 49ers. It's going to be but, a ton of fun. I'm very excited yeah, about I just that game. Yeah, no, can't you're, about them enough. you're absolutely right. And more so than that even, I'm – really impressed with the defense because like you said yeah. all a majority of those names did you actually even name a single i mean i said Earl offensive Thomas. player that oh, left o- offenses that yeah, left? you're like they, this person left and this person and this person i mean flacco and, and well, michael sure. crabtree i don't know if okay, i said crabtree, those names, but you didn't but... but so and even them they're not like you're talking about pretty high profile players players that left centerpieces like cj yeah. mosley is a centerpiece mm-hmm. at at middle linebacker mm-hmm. and if you wanted to be nitpicky at the beginning of the season, they were still winning, but their defense was not matching their offense. I mean, and that has turned around. Yeah. They are so hot right now on defense. And I think that is a credit to the coaching staff. Yeah. And I mean, Lamar is breaking all sorts of records and he's in conversation with guys like Michael Vick in terms of records and things like that. And he's just, I mean, Monday night football, six possessions, six touchdowns. I mean, can you be any better than that? I mean, it's it's pretty darn tough. <laughs> it's incredible. So just hats off to that entire organization. Lamar down to the bottom. And the Buffalo might have a big test this week in in, in Dallas, but next week's even tougher. <laughs> I mean, we are at home for, for the Baltimore Ravens. So There we go. There we go. Fun stuff. Yeah, it's good. I don't think that's low-hanging fruit. I think it's, it's worth talking about because really – since we've been off the air is when I mean, like we said, they've been playing very well. We yeah, they I mean, beat they New England, but it was teams. the last. It was since that New England game that I think we talked about this. I think you disagree mildly, but this last stretch of this month is where I think Lamar Jackson's really stamped, very legitimate MVP conversation. MVP, yeah, and I think it was between the two of Russell and Lamar for that time, but especially these last two weeks where he just run all over. Deshaun Watson, the Texans, yeah, and now the the Rams defense is playing really well the last couple of weeks. Just, I mean, I think that's really, really. I, I mean, unless, I mean, there's still five weeks left in the NFL. A lot can happen 
between now and then. Yeah. But right now, Lamar's got a stranglehold on this MVP talk. Interesting. I, I really don't. I really don't like. I Russell's been great, but I'm just. I'm, I'm finding it hard to see something that Russell has done that's made me go, "All right, that's be- that's better than what Lamar's doing." Because Lamar's crushing teams like the Rams, who have had a very great defense. The, the Texans, who have Deshaun Watson, who was in MVP conversation, they, they struck down the undefeated New England Patriots, who's been in that. They beat the Seahawks in head-to-head, Russell Wilson. So, I mean, like, I'm finding it hard to find other reasons why another player other than Lamar is is in line for this award. Okay, you know? okay. We can uh, maybe put a stamp in that for a future conversation. <laughs> we can talk about it if you want. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I it's, it's very hard to argue. I think he, he right. needs to – needs and deserves to be in that conversation absolutely but i think we the things that you just said don't necessarily so going into new england and winning on offense that's that's very important but i lamar jackson didn't beat deshaun watson the defense beat deshaun watson and lamar and baltimore's offense was able to capitalize so I think going against being like, this guy beat this guy. Well, not really. That's just a really hot defense playing yeah. and doing its job extremely well. And that's a reason why like I, I take this very impressive run, parts of it at least, with a grain of salt. Because okay. so you're able to run all over Cincinnati. Okay, cool. So what you did against New England, absolutely impressive. I tip my cap to you, yes. It's the games where... If you're not clicking and you're not you're not having Mark Ingram and Justice Hill and Gus Edwards run for eight yards a clip on on Sunday night against the Rams, if you for whatever reason have the Buccaneers matching you step for step and you're able to prove that clutch moment, that's what makes you the MVP in my okay, opinion. Okay, okay. I actually I really like that. But what I wanna ask you is so what I see from this Ravens team yeah. is a complete team in the way that I think that the offense and defense work together in tune, meaning that Lamar runs the offense in a way that they're on the field a lot, so that when the defense comes a lot on the field, their their job is easier okay. because they've been able to sit there and get ready. You know, whereas I see the argument for Russell, and I, and I mean, if 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 we had NFL honors tonight, and they said Russell Wilson MVP, I'd be like, okay, that's fine, I yeah. get that. But what I'm saying is that Lamar has a complete control of the team and the style of play, and just an ability at any moment to make something magical happen that I haven't seen this year. From Russell, and I've seen Russell do incredible things his whole career. But I mean, I think that there's a level of MVP, most valuable player, that involves plucking that player out of the offense and it just disappearing, or plucking that player off of a team. Yeah. And while I think if you take Russell off of Seattle, they're probably not that great of a team, but I think they're able to run their team in a similar way with a backup. Whereas I think if you take Lamar from the Ravens, I think that the Ravens might be irrelevant. Okay. Like I like I like what their pieces are on defense, but I don't know who else. I mean, is are we are we assuming that RG three runs the team the way that that Lamar? Oh, does? Well, he couldn't. You know what I mean? I just I, and and this is and and I want people listening to know that we're pulling hairs here. I think either of us would would be so happy with 
Russell or Lamar. Oh yeah, I think I think both of us would uh, agree. I, I echo if, right. if it was denied there. So Lamar Jackson, like, okay. Like, okay, that's right. It's well deserved. I just that's that's where I come to, and it's very close. It's not a, a very far distinction. It's just that I look at it and I see that you know Russell has guys like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Maybe not like super, you know, household names. And the only household name I can really think of for Lamar's offense is Mark Ingram. Now he has up-and-coming players, but in my mind, the way that he runs the offense is just like, throw whoever is on the field, I'm going to get it to him. Okay, okay. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's not the way you see it? I, I mean, like, I don't think you can, you don't put DK Metcalf in, like, this area that Hollywood Brown isn't. Maybe, like, I mean, both are fair, rookies. Maybe fair. Hollywood went fair. the first round compared to Metcalf falling, so, I mean, that's if we're talking fair. about household names. I mean, we both thought Metcalf would go in the first, and then, but... Well, <laughs> I... Actually, I don't think I – did I have him going in the first round? I, I can't – we need to – we should go back and look at it. I don't, I don't know if you had him – I don't know if you had him graded, but I think you might have been mocked him Interesting, in interesting. I um, did. I think I had him going to Green Bay. And the thing is – oh, I, you did. You did have that. I remember that. <laughs> you were upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you're – you make very good points, and I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. It's just – and, and it's, it's hard to say because, like you said, they've only lost two games. Right. I mean. But at the same time, <laughs> we've seen Seattle get down. And I and to me, and I've explained this many times, a part of being an MVP is being clutch. And, and Russ proving. just wills his team. And he does. Yeah. When we, we, saw, that's true. when we saw Cleveland go to Baltimore, Cleveland smacked Baltimore in the mouth. And Lamar couldn't recover. Couldn't recover. And I, I really, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too because I, I was watching this. I forget what. I mean, whenever I'm at work, they put whatever shows. Okay. Uh, sports show is on at the bar, and when I'm opening bar, I just see it. And I forget if it was first take or get up or or Good Morning Football, whatever. They mentioned the fact that like they they said, um, is Lamar the best quarterback in football right now? Okay. And and then they brought up either Pat Mahomes. Or Lamar, and I sat there and I said, you know, I still think it's Pat Mahomes because there are still questions to be answered for Lamar. And and he may have answered the majority of them so far in terms of accuracy and being able to play from the pocket and be able to survive hits that we didn't think he'd be able to and avoiding hits that we thought he wouldn't be able to just because of his instinctual sure. ability. But there are questions to be a- answered still. Like, can he be a top seed? Can he win a game in the playoffs? Can he win a game on the road in the playoffs? Can he bring a team back from a deficit? Can he make the play to win a Super Bowl? Like there are questions and there are questions that you have to be good enough to be asked. Yeah. You know, but there are still plenty of questions to be asked about Lamar Jackson. So I'm I'm glad you bring up the point that, you know, Russell's answered every question we need to to ask him. Yeah. In his entire career. Absolutely. We know he can do whatever you ask him. Lamar still has those questions. And I think where we get a little muddled with MVP sometimes is people think, oh, well, in his career he's not done this or in his career he's not done that. It's not a lifetime achievement award. It's what's going on this year. Sure. And that's where I fall Lamar instead of Russell by a hair. But still, I mean, we could sit here and debate this the whole episode and have plenty of material to talk about. Yeah. I just – I think that – I think that's a great point to mention that like we've seen Russell this year yeah. do things Lamar hasn't done, 
But I think it's important to mention that Lamar hasn't had to. Sure. So we'll see what happens. I think that this week is going to be a huge time. I mean, if Lamar marches, I mean, he's. I think they're in Baltimore. They are in Baltimore. So, so, so if they crush the 49ers, the best defense in the NFL right now, then I think that, that might be sort of close the doors on this on this book. But if they struggle, we'll see what happens. And I will say this, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Okay. And again, this is not discrediting anything that Lamar Jackson's doing right now because mm-hmm. it it's it's unprecedented and he is in position to do something no quarterback has ever done. Yeah. He's it's just it's just amazing. But I really do feel like and I'm gonna say two things that go kind of work together. Okay. You were talking about how their style of play on offense really helps the defense get ready. I think and they talked about this also during during the <sighs> game. He energizes every facet of that team, and that's amazing. And that is something that's so, so important, that he instills confidence, energy, and excitement into that organization that makes them feel like they can do anything. And I think the defense is responding to that. And I think that's a reason why they're performing so well right now. That's important. But also, we really need to think about, I think, context of games. So like I said, it's it's he threw five touchdown passes on Monday night. And record for yeah. a first-time quarterback on Monday night. Yeah. But think about this. So like I said, they had all of those players. All of them were running really, really well. Yeah. They would get down to the 10, and then he'd throw to a wide-open player because they were so prepared for the run. And Fair. so while it, you, you threw five touchdowns, amazing. It is. That's hard. But it's, this isn't like... And this is something we haven't seen anything like Lamar Jackson, but I remember yeah. this, this, this has this tr- this kind of trend, not with a player or an athlete like Lamar Jackson has happened before. We've seen it with Tebow. We saw it with Kaepernick. These quarterbacks come out, and we don't know how to contend with them. And eventually, those pieces have been figured out. And I think it's going to happen a little bit in the future. Probably not to the extent of those guys because he's such a physical specimen. But it's going to be very interesting to see how his, his career continues to progress. Yeah, and I, I mean, we both talked about it, and your biggest concern was about you know him taking the hits. And oh, and I'm still like I, I hated that they kept him in that game. I was like, get I mean, him yeah, out. I mean, there really was no point. <laughs> get him out. But but the other, I mean, the reality is, I mean, he's found a way to avoid the huge hit, which is very impressive. But I just think that there's a way, and and Dan Orlovsky, who who does a lot of uh, get out. Get up. Sorry, get out. Get out. <laughs> get out. Um, <laughs> uh, get up. But also first take. But he, he really breaks down just the, the way that their their scheme is super unique. And I'll be I'll be fascinated to see that if Greg Roman gets head coaching calls this year and if he leaves, what happens to the same Well, that's the thing. I think you Baltimore know, needs to try like heck to keep to that keep staff, him. coaching and, staff. And I and I'll be I'll be interested to see what happens. If anybody can convince somebody to stay, it'd be John Harbaugh. He'd be like, Look, we have something special here. Let's keep it special as long as possible. But I mean, Roman did the same thing with Kaepernick. He did the same thing with Tyrod Taylor for a year. I mean, like he has a history of taking quarterbacks who have a similar skill set. I mean, this is the best quarterback he's had out of those three. Yeah, but absolutely. He has. I mean, he has had an ability to take that type of quarterback and make an offense that is just great. So, so we'll see what happens. But I'm just, uh, I'm just constantly in awe of this quarterback. It's just so fun. And it's it's a blast. It's good he's, for the league. He's much watch he's must watch football every week and that's awesome. And this week I'm so happy that it's not a primetime game. 
And, and I remember, I, I, I think I mentioned it last week where I was like, it's not a primetime game. And I was shocked. But I'm actually happy about it because, I mean, let's let's have a 1 o'clock or a 4. I think it's a 1 o'clock game. Yeah. But a 1 o'clock or a 4.30 game that's not primetime. That, like, I mean, last week's uh, Cowboys New England game I think was the highest rated all year. Interesting. It's not a primetime game. I mean, people were tuned in to watch the Cowboys and the Patriots play. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but it's just, it's a lot of fun. And I I didn't expect this to go down this rabbit hole. It was a good conversation. It's a good conversation. Good conversation. So let's uh, get on to the subject that you don't want to talk about. Yeah, I don't want to talk about we've, this at all. we've gone a little back and forth uh, personally in so, the good old apartment. I want to preface this to the listeners with Josh and I have actually fought about this. Yeah. It was... like we legitimately went at each other for a little <laughs> bit. The first, the first night we talked about it. And then a little bit still in, in the, uh, a couple of weeks, but I mean, mostly, it, mostly. We, I mean, we're on opposite sides. I think we've come close to the middle at this point. I think we've both heard each other's opinions about yeah. it, and and we understand where we're coming from. And if you don't know what we're talking about by now, we're talking about Miles Garrett and the crazy event that happened on that Thursday night football game against the. Pittsburgh Steelers two weeks ago now because they're – For the is, rematch. This is, this is, I was say this is apropos right now because they are – are they heading to Pittsburgh this week? Yep, it's in Pittsburgh. Me, yes, they're in Pittsburgh this week for the rematch, the, the five and six Browns. Pardon me, against the six and five. I think they Steelers. did. I think six they got five, back on the Pittsburgh winning Steelers. side. So – yeah, so I you could you could start. Yeah, so obviously we <laughs> saw on Thursday night when it was I don't know seven seconds left to go in the game. It was very short because we had left. We had we'd gone to get you your Pokemon game and God, <laughs> it's a very good game. You are having a lot of fun with it, which is which is very good. <laughs> and there was a scrum that broke out, and then a lot of things happened, and Miles. Mason Rudolph lost his helmet. Miles Garrett hit him with it. Brawl broke out, and here we are two weeks later. Miles Garrett, every player, well, I don't know, I, don't know, I guess it was only Garrett and Mostly Pouncey every player that, involved got some sort of discipline. I heard it was something crazy like 33 players got. Got some sort of discipline. <laughs> only insane. Only two players got suspensions. Well, didn't Larry Oga something? His suspension got wiped out. Okay, so they it was just it. it was just Garrett is suspended indefinitely, most likely the rest of the season, and then the um, Pouncey is suspended two games. Yes, so, so he'll, he'll, he'll miss be out this game. He will miss the back. rematch, which the I think is appropriate. The, the rest, I think there, I think the league because it was three. I think the league yeah. very specifically said okay two because you're not getting the rematch. The rest of the players involved all got fines but there were at least 30 players if not more that that's that's insane i didn't even realize there were that many players that like got involved i mean there was a big mosh pit after everything happened and people mostly turned off the video by then so you i want you to explain because i i'm very full in support of everything that the league has done okay so here's my thing the only thing i think and i would have been okay had they only suspended miles for like five or six games and said that's it okay i am only upset that a mason rudolph is not suspended at all i agree with that i i'm on board with you and we did disagree about that that. there's the indefinite tag on miles garrett i think that there has been a hysterical overreaction to miles garrett there have been people who talking about pressing charges there have been people talking about how he should never play it down again in the nfl hysterical i think that people just got too caught up in the moment 
and we've talked about this. I think that, and it's always the person who elevates. It's never the person who instigates. And as I think we that's, see, I we think, see that often. Yes, and I think that is a problem we need to look at, not only in the NFL but just in our world today. Okay, the people who are always the second there to elevate seem to get more punished than the instigator, and I think that's a problem. But regardless, Mason Rudolph very clearly a kicks him in an area that men do not want to be kicked. Two, scream something that later Miles did say was a slur. We don't know if that's true or not. I just want to clear that out. A lot of the players involved said it didn't happen, but I just want to say he did say that happened. And three, goes to take the helmet off first. Those three things happen before Miles Garrett takes off the helmet and hits Mason Rudolph, who was also charging at him and wouldn't have happened if Mason didn't charge Miles Garrett. So, again, things that all happened. I just think that... Miles Garrett deserves to be suspended a handful of games. I think five or six would have been fine, especially now they're considered for the playoffs. You don't know if they go in the playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. They can play back. Our bet is still in play. I know. That's all I'm saying. But I think that he should have been suspended. I would have said six games, period. Mason Rudolph, three games, period. Wipe my hands clean. That's what I would have said. We were we were much more vehement when we talked about this earlier, <laughs> but this, that's where I have landed on this. I think that that Rudolph should have been suspended three games. Doesn't matter because he's a terrible quarterback, and he's, he's not starting just, anyway. He just got benched anyways. So, but I'm just saying he should have been suspended that many. Garrett six. Everybody else. I don't even think that uh, Pouncey should have been suspended. I think he should have just gotten to find him and we're okay with it. He's defending his boy. Okay, I'm okay with that. Uh, but the rest, you know, I'm fine with. But it's just it's it's just, it's such an interesting argument to be had because the closest thing we have is the Alden Smith, Houston Texans. He did make contact with the other player, got suspended two preseason games and one regular season game. So it's the only precedent we have. But there is a rule in the rule book that says if a helmet is removed from a player and used as a weapon. It's a 15-yard penalty, ejection from the game, suspension the next game. That's the rule in the rule book. So either we need a rule change or we need to have a, a different discussion. I don't know. But I'll, I'll toss it to you because I'm just rambling at this point. Yeah, no, no. It was very well said. Yeah, no, I I do vehemently disagree. I think the league handled it very, very properly. They know that there's no place for this in, in the world of sportsmanship, in the world of professionalism. In the world that the NFL is trying and oftentimes fails to create. Yeah. And this is one time where I think they said, we're going to handle it this way. They primarily <sighs> stuck to their guns, and I applaud them for doing so. For it, yeah. Let me let me ask you a question. Okay. If, if Mason Rudolph used mm -hmm. a racial slur, yes. does your opinion change? It does not. It doesn't at it all. It does not. Okay. I believe I, I believe that could have happened. Is it possible? Yeah, absolutely, it yeah. is. I don't know any of those guys. I don't know Mason Rudolph's character, and I can't say he's above that. Especially when I mean, there, all there, of that is being all that's happening in the heat of the moment. There are a lot of reports out about tweets he sent and things he said in media reports about how he's been very supportive of. Not only Donald Trump, I don't want to become this a political <laughs> podcast, but not only Donald Trump, but of the racist things that Donald Trump has done and said in his career. So I, so it does lean towards he agrees with certain things that might be off kilter. But I also <laughs> – those things are silly. Like I feel like every single 
it seems like every single, especially quarterback, maybe I don't know because it's a primarily white position. But I mean, I mean that's just true. But didn't that didn't that happen with Josh Allen? And yeah. now it's happening with Joe Burrow. Can I just and... say, first of all, didn't hear about the Joe Burrow thing. Second of all, I do want to say in defense of my quarterback. Josh Allen tweeted lyrics from a rap yeah, okay. artist uh, that that may that ha- may have had a slur, but it was. But it, I'm just saying, and I I know this sounds funny, but I think it's different when you're like I'm tweeting lyrics that I like. Oh, maybe I'm 15 years old. I shouldn't have tweeted that. Then Mason Rudolph saying "Make America Great Again." Let's never mind. We should we shouldn't have this conversation. It should be about football. Uh, listen, I'm just saying that. If it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's not a monk. <laughs> Anyways, so if that is said, yes, it doesn't. It still it does it's not. Interesting that you say that. It still does not justify the action. Okay. okay. It doesn't justify, and and I will say this because it is just it. It could have been reality. It, yeah. Mason Rudolph could have been paralyzed. He could have been killed. That's why well, killed. Yes, he okay. could have been. Okay. If you get struck in the head, you can lose your life. That's a possibility. Okay. Is it? Is it? Was it going to happen? More likely than not, no. Well, wait, but wait, it's I a. Guess, there's a potential for it. I guess so my question is, what's the potential difference in being struck in the head in that moment than just in football in general? Well, there are a lot of people. Couldn't who, that happen in football in general? Well, that's the point of where. So your why does it make a difference? Well, because he wasn't. He was. Did you know that the NFL is offering a million dollars to somebody who can come up with a better alternative to a helmet? So get on that, everybody. <laughs> But if you're making it, designing it as a weapon, then don't because that's not what the purpose of the helmet is. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I – and I brought this up to you earlier and you're like, what? Did that really happen? In the offseason, a fan punched Miles Garrett in the face legitimately. He asked for a photo. They took the photo and he punched him square <laughs> in the face. I know this sounds so silly, but this legitimately happened. I believe This you. video punched him in the face, and Miles Garrett turned his head, picked up his phone, called 911, drove away. Okay. So what happens in this moment that 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 fires him up so much in a win, in a very divisive win? Yes. Like they are very clearly winning this game yep. on a win streak. Uh-huh. What happens in this moment that tells him I need to go at him? To me, it's Mason Rudolph did A, B, C, D, and E to tell me I need to go back at this and guy. That's still not okay. And I and, and again, like we're we are Christians. We 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 read the Bible. We're in life group. <laughs> they're 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 you know turn the other cheek. I get it, but we are human, and if somebody hits me five times in the friggin' face, I'm gonna be inclined to take a helmet and hit them. Back. And you're, that's all I'm gonna say. Okay, and that's fine. But then you cannot cry and say that when you get punished, it's not deserving. I, well, I will say this, and we don't know. We don't know Miles Garrett. We don't know what no. he was said in that meeting. He did say later that he did not think anything in the meeting was going to be revealed, which is interesting to me. Which makes me inclined to be on his side a little bit more that he really didn't want to make it public what happened. He just wanted it to be resolved. But anyway, we, we don't know Miles Garrett. No. But I just think that Miles Garrett, if you were more worried about public opinion thinking he was okay, he would have said what happened right away instead of just going to the to the to the league on his appeal. And if he cared about having the whole thing wiped away, the first thing out of his mouth in that press conference would have been Mason Rudolph called me a you know what. 
I, you know what I mean? I don't but he, think he was, I don't, I don't think, think that would have been a good move at all. And I don't think he cared about that. I think he just wanted the NFL to know I did not do this because I had malice in my heart because I wanted to hurt a human being. He did everything possible to get me going, and it happened, and I did it. And I'm sorry for it, but I don't think I deserve to be suspended indefinitely. Well, That's regardless, he is, and... <laughs> A big point that you brought up that you were upset about is that tag indefinitely. Yeah, I mean, like, and I think we both agree that it's not going to last. It's more. not going to last. He'll, he'll play next year. He will. I just, I'm upset with that they can hold that over him. And that the, makes me upset. The thing is, and whether or not it's fair or not, that is not the league targeting Miles Garrett. It's not. That's it's, the league you're right. I, I, making I an example will, for every single player. I will 1,000% agree with that. I can't. I, I will not argue that because you're right. It's it's nothing to do with Miles. It's, it's, it's if this happens, this is what's gonna. This is the, this is the penalty. Yes. No matter what. It's just unfortunate. You can say it's unfortunate, if you will, that he's the player that it happened to. He set the precedent, and that's something that he has to live with and, and we, move on with. And we talked about this and laughed about this because you thought it was one analyst, and and I had seen another analyst make a similar analogy. <laughs> but again, my my my, my it comes down to this: whether it's whether it's uh, Colin or or. Uh, what or um, sorry, it's not Colin. It was Colin that did the glass. Yeah, whether bottle. it's Colin or Max Kellerman or whoever, if you walk into a fight and you bring a knife, let's just say you bring a knife, and the person <laughs> takes the knife from you and uses it against you, whose fault is it that that they're in the knife fight? Is it the person who brought the knife or is it the person who used it better? And I still <laughs> feel like. And I, I just thought it was because I, Colin had said that that day that you brought right, that up, and I right. thought you just seen that. That's it's funny because still... I saw Max say it, but I, I tweaked it so it sounded more like me. But it was actually, <laughs> it actually sounded more like Colin, which is funny. But that's also taking in variables that we don't know. It's true though. I mean, because well, no, I, I don't know what we don't know. Like Mason very clearly goes for yes, he to goes take for his helmet, helmet off, and absolutely, he doesn't get absolutely. <laughs> but I said to you that happens often. Helmets being shed in the NFL happens. Think yeah. about a few years ago, the AJ Green and and Jalen Ramsey. The helmets get ripped off, but we don't know if it's going to be used for a weapon. That's now, a good if point. Mason Rudolph rips off his helmet and punches him in the face, that's not okay. But that happens. So I get so. Here's so, but we're saying so. Like he went for his helmet, so it's okay for him to hit with the helmet. No, it's not. I had a question, but I just thought that was that was funny how you said that. I forgot my question. Ah, oh, dang! I had a good question too. I just totally forgot just feel, about it. Feel so. I, I was I'm really glad enjoying. That we, we disagree to a, a certain extent about this. I mean, we're, I guess it just we're really the thing that ultimately shocks me about it is because you are in so many ways the ultimate pacifist and the do the right thing person. And I'm not saying that you're doing the wrong thing here. That's not what I'm saying at all. So please don't take it that no, way. Yeah. It's just that I'm surprised that you're like if he did A B and C and D, so it's okay to retaliate with F. I, I want to be clear that I don't think it's okay. Okay. I, I do want to be clear with that. I just I just I, I want to try to articulate properly that if A, B, and C happen, D is not okay, but D shouldn't be villainized the way it has been. Because we're, I mean, we're human. If if A happens to me, I'm going to come at you with B most likely because I have a short temper. But 
when A, B, C, and D happens to an NFL player who already has adrenaline running through them, I, I understand that the next thing happens. I get that. I just I don't like that people are villainizing the man so much. And and you know, we talk about the fact that, you know, maybe he went for the helmet and he didn't get it. So Miles Garrett got it and, and it was better. So like what are we criticizing? The fact that Miles Garrett was better at the fight than, than Mason Rudolph was? Is that what we're really criticizing here? Because what if Mason Rudolph got the helmet and went at him first? Then this then it would be Mason Rudolph so facing this so, issue. So what we're doing is criticizing the result, not the intention. We're criticizing the that's act. That's what I'm saying. We're right, but that's what I'm saying is that if if Miles if, if, if Miles Rudolph, <laughs> if <laughs> the Mason, ultimate weapon, if Mason Rudolph had gotten the helmet first, which he went for, yes, and had used it as a helmet, we he would use it as a weapon. Yes, we yes. would be on him too, and. It, yes, and absolutely. Again, we are projecting a little absolutely. bit, but it seems as though that's what he was trying to do. I think you're 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 just trying to make that connection. We have no inclination that he would have swung it at Miles Garrett's head. I mean, my only inclination is that he went for it, didn't get it. Miles Garrett got his, and then Mason still charged at Miles Garrett. Why? Why don't you walk away? Whose fault is it if you charge at a man holding a knife and get knifed? Shouldn't you just walk away from it? You won't get knifed, I promise. <laughs> I mean, just so you guys are aware, if you see somebody with a knife and walk you turn away. around, that doesn't that that doesn't guarantee you're not going to get. It doesn't knifed. guarantee it, but it, just, it helps. If, if, your you're, odds. if you're ever in a dangerous situation, everybody, and you're like, I can just walk away and it's fine. <laughs> I heard it on simultaneous catch. No, don't. Just be on guard a little but bit more. But you're the one who started the fight. I don't know. It's just we could go on for this forever. I can't believe we talked about it for this long. I just I I, I agree with everything that the league has done. I don't think I don't think any of the actions can be justified. I do agree that Mason Rudolph should have been penalized more severely than okay, he was. I think that there are certain things we'll never agree on, but I'm just glad that oh, of course. you agree on that. That's I think that the bottom line is as long as there are a lot of things I can be okay, okay, you don't think the same that I do. But if we can come down to the fact that we agree that Mason Rudolph got off when he was a huge part of this, absolutely, then I'm okay. Then we can we can come to agreement there. An instigator still they 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 don't wash their hands because. If you're saying and he I think wasn't more often as than not that good, happens. It, it does. Well, especially and we see it in not such severe levels, but we see it every week in the NFL. We see it with with unsportsmanlike conduct mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. penalties and whatnot. I mean, that, isn't that a phrase that we heard since we were kids? Like, the person who responds always gets caught. I I don't think I heard that. You've never heard that? I don't know. I don't My parents so. always told me that the person who I don't know if it responds or like. What, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but the person who retaliates. always retaliates. Thank you. The person who retaliates always gets caught. It makes sense. I don't know if that was just me being brought up as Catholic and always told to just take the hit and walk <laughs> away from it. I think that if you listen to that sentence I just said, and you explained so much about me, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm actually really. Nah, we'll talk about that after. We'll talk okay. about that after the show. Okay. Anyways, we talked about this for a long, and then I thought I just hope that you guys enjoyed the conversation. I thought it was a good conversation to have. I'm glad we didn't fight about it too much. We'll see Miles. Did we fight about something else that I was like, we're going to have to talk about this? I don't know if we fought about anything else. I feel like we haven't had that many fights like that. We don't have many fights in general. (laughs) I always just walk away and say you win. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, but apparently like, I learned that you want to retaliate back all the time. 
that that's a conversation not to have on Saturday's <laughs> anyway. So what I have next is Thanksgiving Day. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we just talk about oh, that's Thanksgiving all right. Day Let's games coming up here? So we have an interesting slate of games, and our buddy George, who's in our fantasy football league, had a good take on this. Okay. He tweeted about this, and he said, Thanksgiving Day slate is perfect. This is I'm, – I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the tweet in front of me. But he was talking about how, like, Bears versus Lions, perfect perfect rivalry game that can just be kind of like – what you don't know. It's a wild card. Okay. Uh, then Bills, Dallas should be a very good game. Hopefully. And then Sunday night, Falcons, Saints, a game that I just want in the background while I play video games. <laughs> <laughs> finish the day. It was a very, a very cool take. Um, but uh, Thanksgiving Day, I will say, uh, Thanksgiving Day football is a tradition that is not um, very common in my family because my uh, nuclear family hates football. Dad oh. hates it. Mom hates it. Sisters hate it. I feel like he doesn't hate it. But that does. My, my dad hates it more than than you would think. Oh, my, okay. my family hates football. <laughs> they don't understand why I like it. I feel like you're a football fan because of your dad. I became a Bills fan because of my father, but my father decided football was dumb. I don't know when he happened, and it makes me <laughs> okay. sad. They don't listen to the show, so they're not going to know. I still like that that little but, photo of you guys in the Bills jacket. It just makes me sad that my dad isn't. I hope that I'm blessed enough to, A, have a woman who can tolerate me enough to marry me, and then, B, have, have children with me, and then, C, Actually, no. It doesn't even matter if it's a if it's a girl or a boy. I hope that they love football and then they, what if they don't. A, they will be a Bills fan. That's gonna be okay. Well, whatever they want, I will do for them because I will love them so much. No, they're gonna be a Cardinals fan. I'm okay with that. But regardless, f- football means a lot to me, and we know this. And Thanksgiving Day football is just it's so special to me. I love it so much. I love just sitting down, eating Thanksgiving Day meal, and watching football. It's it's just such a perfect, perfect combination for and me. And so you're saying growing up that wasn't a thing? No, I'm saying growing up it was for me, but my family was always the one that like, why is football on? Oh, why are you doing this? So I'm just saying that the fact that the Bills game will be on and I'll be going to my uncle's for dinner. I believe that's what we're having it this year. And no matter what, that game will be on and everybody will understand that it means so much to me because it's the Bills. If it were another team, they'd be like, why do you care? It's not the Bills. But because it is, people are going to respect that this year. Okay. And so I'm just so excited and I hope that my heart's not broken. But I'm so <laughs> excited that I will, because I do work the lunch shift tomorrow, that I will leave lunch I will go get a plate of Thanksgiving dinner and be able to sit down and watch the Bills play. And I'm yeah. like, I get it. That's going to be great. I'm just I'm just so excited. I love that. that. So that those are my thoughts on Thanksgiving Day games. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think it's it's <laughs> I think it's a fun tradition because I do feel like and there are probably people out there like I've never watched a game on Thanksgiving at all, but I do Possibly. feel like Thanksgiving football is a day where people who don't watch football watch football. Watch football. Like when I go out to my aunts the game's on. It's on. <laughs> and it's like, you guys don't care about this at all. But it's on. And I think it's so fun because they talk to me about it where I get to explain, like, this is going on oh, in the league. Cool. And, like, there are these storylines. I like that. And so I get to share a little bit about I like that Similar to you. But, like, I they also, like, they don't watch football. But I just feel like it's like, well, you know, this yeah. is on. This is a part. We do the parade. And then there are football games. And I, I, I laugh at that because um, – I, I don't. I think I mentioned this on the first ever episode when we both talked about why we're football fans. I didn't like football when I was younger. I hated it. It started off as I I pretended to like it and watched games and stats because I wanted to talk 
because my uncles and cousins loved it. Okay. I wanted to be involved when they had those conversations. So I did it so I didn't get left out and then inadvertently fell in love with the sport. I like that. So, I mean, that's what happened. So I get that. Like on Thanksgiving, like it used to be, oh, I'm trying to keep up. And now it's like I'm leading the conversation. Yeah. Because I know way more than all the aunts and uncles and yeah. cousins now. But it used to be that way. And, and you, I think that's fascinating that you're like, like people watch the, more often than not, the highest rated regular season game of the year is the 430 Cowboys game on Thanksgiving. Makes sense. No matter who's playing. And they always have a great concert. So we'll see. It's true. And we'll see what happens if, if this Bills, I mean, if Bills fans are what I think they were, then th- this game will be highly rated and they please, dear God, win the game. But <laughs> you were trying, uh, you were, uh, you were. Gonna get a little bus to go down there. It should be. It would have been so fun. But, uh, <laughs> I bet the tickets are super expensive. They're. I mean, it's in. Somebody made a point about. I was listening to Bill's radio all week, and the one guy said like he doesn't like going to Dallas because he said everywhere you go there's a there's a there's a TV there's a screen TV and it's like they're all they're all worried about this being an event or a social media event. And he was like, I just want to watch football. I just want to play football. That's all I care about. And, and when you go to Dallas, it's like this event, and I don't like that. <laughs> this is an interesting take. That is cool. But, you know, that's that's Jerry World. Yeah. So I actually um, am not super pumped for many of the games tomorrow. Like, I mean, obviously, when they I could have, have been a lot bigger than – Absolutely. There are, there are circumstances that have made this. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Chicago's fallen off. For most intents and purposes, Detroit has just battled injuries. They're now on their third quarterback. Did you were you aware of that? Chicago? No, Detroit. Detroit. They have. I don't even. Wait, well, you're David, telling me that Jeff Driscoll's hurt? He's not playing. He's it's, not gonna play. It's David Blau. Blau? I don't know if it's. Show me this. Show me this. Show me this. David Blau. <laughs> yeah. So this makes what's ironic is it makes me more excited to. to this is the third quarterback that Detroit's going Rookie to be on. Rookie from Purdue went undrafted this year. He was signed by the Browns. Who was traded to the Lions at the end of the preseason. This makes me more excited to watch the game. Oh, I just I think I caught that the the emergency quarterback is Logan Thomas, the tight end who used to play for the Bills. That makes me more excited to watch the game. Yes. which is dumb. It's me because I'm crazy, but. Very <laughs> very excited. If the Bears don't win this game. Caught Mitch Trubisky this week. <laughs> Dear God. Um, last year it was Chase Daniels that was played on Thanksgiving. Maybe it was. You, I, you, you know just... what's funny? In our league, I started Chase Daniels. On He's going to be 23 points on Thanksgiving. That's not a I bad play. I won that week. Not a bad play. Nope. We'll talk about fantasy in a little bit, obviously. But, yeah, very excited about the 430 game. I think it's the best one of the day. <sighs> Honestly, I do. I'm very excited. Like I said earlier on in the show, so far, my Dallas and Philadelphia predictions have been spot on. And it comes and this, out of this game. This was the swing game <laughs> for it. And we'll, we'll we'll see. I guess I shouldn't discredit the Thursday night game because it could be really good. It could be. But at the same time, like, that was where I was so wrong with Friends Fortune the last time we recorded. And oh, yeah, we didn't talk Atlanta, about that We didn't. I said that... New Orleans was going to come out and destroy Atlanta, and then it was just a complete opposite. And it was going to be the end of Dan Quinn's coaching career, and the opposite happened in two straight weeks. I think it saved his career. Uh, I, I disagree. I actually think I, I want to make an argument that I think this nails it, that she should be gone. That he won two straight? Or? Yeah, because they have this is the team that should have been here all year. Okay. They've had all this talent and all this potential that was untapped. We don't need to talk about that. Regardless, I do 
I, I hope it's fun. It was pretty good last year. This was the same Thursday fun. night game last year, and it was, was pretty it? good. It was. I don't, honestly don't remember. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I, there's a part of me that just wishes Atlanta was a little bit higher in the rankings to make it more interesting. Obviously, it I, is the divisional game. I was a half step away from picking Atlanta to win the Super Bowl this year, so. I know, and, like, we had the whole comeback thing, which, well, actually, I was going to say, they could still do, but no. They couldn't. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know what happened in their three wins in terms gonna say, of comebacks. I know seem... at least. I know that two of them are comeback wins. The first two were, weren't the they? The first two. I, the last one wasn't. They were had the whole game. Um, so how many get? There's five games. So they couldn't have it. It could yeah. be seven, and I said nine <laughs> is the record. So that was that was a fun one though. There are quarterbacks who could still beat the record, but I don't. I don't know if that'll happen. What? Okay. Uh, I am not on pace for mine either, if that makes you feel any better. I'm saying that there are quarterbacks in the league who could still beat the record for most comeback wins in oh. a season. Um, Josh Allen included. But I don't think it'll happen regardless. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think it'll be a good game. And, and like I said, I like what George said. It's like, I'm just having it on the background. If anything happens, I'll turn it on. But if not, I'm just playing video games. Yeah. Uh, which I like. I think that's cool. Um, first game I think will be fun because it's a rivalry game. And the reality is, I mean, we could make fun all we want. But, I mean, both teams mathematically could still make a run and make it. So it's basically just an elimination game. So I think it will be a good game just based off of that. Both teams, backs against the wall. Some people might say backs kind of half in the wall. <laughs> but, but they have to win if they want any sort of hope at all. And I think that might make it fun. So Yeah. I, the reason I thought what I thought you were going to say from George, because this is how I'm looking at it. Okay. The reason, and I said I'm not that excited, but the reason I think this is the perfect kind of slate I'm gonna pick for up Thanksgiving. And, and play him in our I think you should. Time. Well, I want you to go with your guy. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit for the person that doesn't want to talk about it. Because I don't, I don't think there's going to be really any kind of great implication that comes from Chicago, Detroit. So that's the kind of game that's like, okay, let's get into this a little bit. People eat Thanksgiving dinner really early. They eat Thanksgiving lunch, which I hate. It's a personal pet peeve of mine. I I hate hate too. I think dinner should be like three or four o'clock. Yeah. Three or four o'clock. Because I'm okay with it being earlier than a normal dinner. But then at dinner time, you're hungry because you had lunch. So (laughs) it's just this whole. I'm okay with that because then you have like leftovers already. But I'm just saying like three or four o'clock is perfect for me. I'm okay if you eat. We're eating at four tomorrow. My family's eating at four. I'm I'm okay if you eat Thanksgiving dinner at three or four. I get that it's earlier than normal dinner, but noon? (laughs) No, thank you. Hate it. Hate it. (laughs) Anyways, people are like, yeah, we're getting like into this. Here we go. This game will be on. So if they do do that, stop. You're gonna hurt your teeth. They do do that. Do do. Do do. <laughs> they will have what I think will be the best game of the day. Be like, okay, now we're full. Let's all chill. Everyone get together. Let's Buffalo gather up. Dallas. That'll be that. And then, like, we have the game where people will probably Take turn it off, <laughs> but diehard fans will watch it, and it'll probably be okay. I don't okay know if I'll watch it because, because, because it's just now that Black rival. Friday shopping has taken over Thanksgiving Day, I think my. Th- Family and I are going to go out Thanksgiving oh, night, Black Friday shopping. Fun. So I might watch it on my phone. I don't know. Free phone football. But free phone football. Uh, they should hire us. But regardless, so I don't know if I'll watch it. But if I were at home, I would watch it. Well, I'll be home watching it. So Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to dive in specifically with the Bills-Cowboys game in a little bit. So do you have uh, any anything else to go on that guy? No, man. Had a little do, preview. We uh, yeah. have some. We had that news about the QB change that happened today. I did, I, did that happen? Like, it must have happened recently. It was just a few hours ago. I was going to say, I didn't even notice at all. I That's fascinating to me. Poor Lions. I just – I hope that next year, I hope that A, 
Detroit does not fire Patricia. Good coach. I hope that they get some help in the draft in terms of defensive depth and then maybe some offensive linemen, maybe a running back. I don't know. I like carry on. But regardless, some, some depth, things like that. And Detroit's a very good team. Detroit's are a 3-0-1. Yeah. They're a very good football team, and, and Matt Stafford was playing MVP-type football I don't know, that's before just, he went down. That's kind of a reason why I kind of point to Patricia a little bit, though. Maybe. Like, I, I don't know. I, you, you might be right. We'll see what happens. It's a fascinating job, and when we do our uh, end-of-the-year sort of wrap-up, we'll talk about coaches we think will be fired who haven't been fired yet and things like that, but uh, he's certainly certainly in the, in the mix. Yeah. Yeah, is there any other Week 13 things you want to talk about before we just go right to Cole Reed's Pals Picks? Yeah, no, uh, not not that jumped out at me. Not that jumped out at me. All right, well, let's go right into Cole Reed's. You got Cole Weeds? Cole Weeds? Cole Weeds. Cole Weeds. You got Cole Weeds? Get some of that cold cut. Steel cut. <laughs> yeah, steel cut. <laughs> people don't even know. People have no idea exactly. what that means. Should I explain it? I mean, maybe, because people are like... So Josh and I used to work at Panera Bread. And uh, we have something that's called steel cut oatmeal. It's very popular. Hated making it. Uh, Why? It was so easy. It's such a simple thing, but I just hate like opening it up after you put it in the microwave because it's always so hot and it burns your fingers. But regardless, I feel like that's so you throw it in the microwave and then you throw strawberries and cinnamon and strawberries or strawberries. Well, it depends on which one you order. Yeah, but mostly that's the most common one. (laughs) There's this guy who used to come through and be like, "Hey, let me get that steel cut." The oatmeal? He's like, yeah, and it's still got oatmeal. And the one day he came through and said that, and he comes to the window and he goes, where y'all get that steel cut from? I was like, what? I was like, where did it come from? I was like, I mean, I can look at the bag. He's like, yeah, you do that. So I looked at it, and I was like, I really, it doesn't say at all. And he was like, you guys holding out on me? <laughs> and so every time I come through the window, I always want to be like, y'all got that steel cut? You did say that on my last day. I, I'm but there was also, remember the day that you said it back to him. <laughs> Accidentally. So, so the, the funny thing is, is that whenever we would say it, I'd be like, yeah. He'd be like, yeah. Yeah. So Josh and I would say that to each other over our headsets, but not over the thing. So one day he's like, y'all got that steel cut? And I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now it's just uh, a uh, fun little thing we have. Nice memories from that job. That sucked. We had some fun. We had some fun. All right. So I do have some some cold reads. I have two. I don't know if you have any. I do have two. All right. So Earl Thomas came out and did the number one thing I hate. Did he guarantee a win? He said the Ravens were going to the Super Bowl. Ooh. They were going to the Super Bowl. Now... It's definitely very possible. They're the hottest team in the NFL right now. If you ask my opinion, I think many people would agree. But I hate when players do this. So I'm not going to ask you to be like, is he right? Because we don't know. Tell me your opinion, and you're going to totally be the guy. You're like, I like it. But I want you to explain why you like it. And I'm going to flip that around and make you answer the question I would have as a follow-up if I was allowed to do that. So I'm kind of doubling down a little bit. Do you feel like it puts pressure on your team when you do things like that? I like it. I don't love it. Okay. I will say that. I like you having confidence in your team. I like you believing that can happen. I don't mind you saying it to a reporter. I don't love it. I hate the reporter aspect. I don't love it because I get the whole maybe you're adding extra pressure. But in my mind, the pressure's already there. 
every national media reporter is saying the Ravens are Super Bowl contenders. The Ravens, uh, who, who haven't they beaten? Like, there are there are still people who say, come to me when you beat the, the Patriots in Foxborough in the playoffs, which might not happen anyway. The, the Ravens might end up with home field advantage throughout. We don't know. But and, I want him to go and, to New England. And, and Harbaugh, I think and Harbaugh's I, beaten I just them, want that. And Harbaugh's beaten them in New England before. I want it so, because I think that's going to be – that's a bigger stamp. I'm sorry. And again, questions, thing, questions but, still to be asked for Lamar. That's one of them. Can he do that? But regardless, I like I don't I don't hate it because I, I'm okay with a team feeling themselves a little bit. Like I don't think he was cocky about that. I think he just said like I mean I didn't obviously I don't, mean, we don't I see didn't the video. Hear it. But like I legitimately think that and that sounds to me like he just said, We're going to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And I'm okay with that statement. I'm not okay with like, yeah, we're going to Super Bowl, man. We're so good. Nobody can beat us. I think there's a difference between that and like like looking a reporter gonna, in the eyes, that might be important because looking somebody in the context. eyes and be like, "We're going to the Super Bowl." I am all about speaking truth to power, putting things out in the universe that can happen, and I am okay with Earl Thomas, a guy who's won a Super Bowl before, played in two before, if not three, no two, he's played in two Super Bowls before. One he won, one he almost won, but the Patriots. But legitimately, like I'm okay with a guy, a leader of a team, saying like, "We're going to the Super Bowl." Here's the quote. You think the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl? It could be. Let's see. We'll just go out there and try to play the best football we can possibly do. And when the Super Bowl comes, whoever we play, they're going to be in trouble. See, I like that. I like that. I, I don't think that's cock. I don't think that's too cocky. I think he's just he's being he's being a little bit fun. He's being a little bit sly, and he's like, "We're gonna be there, and whoever's there, we'll be ready to play them." I like that. The reason I I. Enjoy your insight. And I think you make good arguments. Yeah. But I think more often than not, when things like this are said... It doesn't go well. It doesn't go well, <laughs> but then it becomes a distracting factor. That's fair. I think every... Maybe not every team. Miami probably shouldn't be going into Sunday and be like, guys, we're going to win the Super Bowl. My, I want it to happen so bad. <laughs> I think I there was this weird article... They're not mathematically out. <laughs> not even after the loss. I remember before Cleveland, they were like, there was like... Those silly scenarios. We, we, we talked about that, yeah. But you, you, it wasn't for Miami. Who was it for? I think it was – did you say Cincinnati like there was a chance or yeah. somebody? But they're out, actually. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. The Doug Peterson is a great example because when they – when Philadelphia lost – But even that's different, I think. Why is that different? I think there's a difference between a reporter saying – what do you feel about the Dallas game and your coach saying, we're going to win that game. Then the Ravens players saying like, you guys think that the four are going to be there. We're going to be ready. We're going to play them tough. And, and if they go to the Super Bowl, that's fine. Whoever we play in the Super Bowl, it'll be. I think that's different. There's more nuance to that than flat Fair. out a reporter saying, how do you feel about this weekend? And a coach saying, we're going to win that game. And I'm also don't hate that either. I just hate it because of this distraction aspect. And, and when and you're right, and that's, when, that's an argument that I'm I'm with. When you. they lost, the first thing that they asked Peterson wasn't was how about the guarantee. But he yeah, backed like, off it. Well, how did you? What what about what happened to the guarantee? Why'd you do that? So, so <laughs> you're right. Cool. Did I, I answer I, that? Yeah, or? I know I do. Okay. I think I think there is an element of nuance. To there it. is a that's nuance not, to it. We're going to win, but I just so many times that's blown up. Like I hate. And you're I mean, right, though. I mean, it happens awesome, every year. Was it Awesome Wa that did Dream Team? Yeah, Dream Dream Team did it for the Rams, and then there was that was the, the Eagles. The, well, oh, okay. I was gonna say the Eagles did it when they 
what's crazy is the Eagles did it when they got their backup quarterback, who was Vince Young, and they were like, oh, dream team. And I was like, what? The- what? <laughs> he lost, didn't lose to the Packers in the playoffs that year? I don't think they even made it that year. No. I don't remember that. Oh, don't, was it. that that yeah, year? It was the year they had Michael Vick, or did, and they made the playoffs, and that they played the Packers and lost. But regardless, well, I was, just— I don't think that was the dream team year. But regardless, you're right. Like, I, I don't think it always pans out, but, uh, I mean— Tell me an AFC. And, but I saw, so show I, me an AFC team that it can't beat. I I agree with you <laughs> for that aspect. But like I earlier this year, Cleveland did it. Cleveland Odell was like, we want to be the New England Patriots, and they've been and humbled, I, and they might still make the playoffs. And I hate it. They're not going to make the playoffs. Do you don't think so? No, no, they're not going to. Who make makes playoffs. it over them at the six seed? The Houston's or Colts, whichever one doesn't win. the Houston's going to win the division. Okay, the Colts. Colts aren't going to make the playoffs. Okay, then then it'll be Oakland. You think Oakland over Cleveland? Yes, I'm very. I'm. That's an intriguing. I think we. I don't know. We're, episode's going a little long, but I. We're only in an what, hour. what have you seen from Oakland that you think? I mean, they got schlacked by the Jets. Yeah, so many teams. Do you think? Do you think, that, do you think that's just like uh, an anomaly, or yeah, I mean, I mean are they we've, we've seen numerous teams get schlacked. Baltimore got schlacked by who? Cleveland. Who's going to make the playoffs? They're not. <laughs> I set you up for that. I'm sorry. I knew exactly where we were going. But with yeah, that. I mean, but I'm just saying any, you know, it any. So, team. So, no, no, no. so are you saying Oakland because you just that's just part of the debate we're having? Or you legitimately think Oakland is going to be the sixth? They have the pieces. Okay. They they need to put more consistency together. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Oakland at the lowest of lows scoring three points. We have. But we've also seen Oakland go, go up crazy. against divisional rivals and give them runs for their money and win some games. I'm a little sad we haven't picked that game this week. Which game? Don't the Chiefs and the Raiders play this week? Do they? I don't even know. I'm pretty sure this is the week because I think they talked about them them uh, matching up at uh, seven and four this week. Ooh. So regardless, so whoever wins that game, like they're they just do. they're just set up for more four twenty four twenty five Raiders at so. Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, this is funny. The there's three late games, and uh, two of them are the entire AFC. Uh, West. Oh, that's fun. Raiders at Chiefs and Chargers at Broncos. Then Rams at Cardinals is snuck in there. That's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I've I've will triple down on my my bet still and feel very very confident. I'm not. So we're doing the triple down. Is it I, the same bet? I will triple because I will triple down right now. Yeah. All right. Do you, Do you want to explain what the triple down is? <laughs> Not really. Because I'll like do it's it. Kind of inappropriate. <laughs> Is it inappropriate? I mean, we're <laughs> actually don't know how fun. I I don't know why I find it so fun. I will also feel so bad if I win that bet. You're not going to win the bet. I'm okay. gonna. This is gonna happen. How do you? see They're gonna happening? be the sixteenth. They're gonna be the sixteenth. How? I'm so confident in this. They're gonna win out. The only game that I'm worried about is Baltimore. You really think they're gonna be Baltimore? And they've yeah. already done it. Okay. They've already done it, and they're going to – is it Baltimore next week or the week after? I don't think it's for a while. They're going to have gone in on a five, six or seven-game win streak. Why wouldn't they believe that they're going to win? I mean, legitimately, I I, I know that – like, I, I was worried about this earlier, but they're, they're on a f- – they were two and six, so and they're and they're five and six, so they're on a three-game – no, they're on a four-game winning streak. They're on a four-game winning streak right now. I do believe they get it done against Pittsburgh and Duck Hodges, their backup quarterback. And I, I really don't see – they still have Cincy once or twice. They might have Cincy twice. twice. So, I mean, it's still – like it's going to come down to if they can be Baltimore or not. 
right? Because there's five games left. So isn't it? It's Cincy, Cincy, Just so you're aware, Baltimore. Cleveland's only on a three-game win streak. Ba- sorry, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and who's the last? Game? Arizona. Arizona. So that they would win five games, and the only game I'm worried about is Baltimore. And isn't it in Cleveland anyway? Yes. So I think that I know that that's tough. I know it's rough. But I don't like – so if, if all that happens, who takes the spot? I don't think Oakland wins out. First of all, there are four teams ahead of them right now. Okay. Even if they do do okay. that, you're banking on so many outside aspects also happening. I, I mean, I'm not just doing this blindly. I've looked at their schedule. Really? Because you just said, who else is playing? You just said that. Wait, what do you mean by that? You it? just said, who else? Who, who Who's going to win out? Who's going to lose? I'm saying, I'm asking you the question, who do you see is going to win out? Who has to win because out? I they don't, don't think... need to win out. Okay, well, no team, I'm bringing this up No right team now. ahead of them okay. needs to win out. No team needs to win out, but none of them are going to. That's my point. Is that if, neither is Cleveland. If any of them – first of all, Cleveland is going to. No, but second of all, if if Cleveland wins out, any of these teams above them have to or they don't make it because Cleveland would have the conference tiebreaker because the last five games are all conference games except okay. for Arizona. So they would have four left. They're already five and two or five and three. So they would be nine and something in the conference play and would have all the tiebreakers over these AFC opponents. That's that's my point. Is if so so if they went out, they would have beaten the Steelers, which would have knocked them out, right? Knocked them out of the current playoffs of, of whatever the sixth seed is. They would have the tiebreaker because they have beaten the Steelers. Yeah. Oakland, I do not see beating the Chiefs okay. in Kansas City or the Chargers in LA. That that's a, that's a weird one, but still. So even if they lose one, Cleveland would have the tiebreaker because of conference play. The Colts. The Colts still have to play the Titans. This is a tough game this week. I think it's in Pals picks. I don't want to talk about it too much. Yeah. At Bucks, at the Saints, I don't really see that. Then they have home for the Panthers and then at the Jaguars. I think they lose one or two at least of those games. And then the other team ahead of them, the Titans, who I love, by the way, who I have become a Titans fan again because I love the story of Ryan Tannehill, still have to go at the Colts, at the Raiders, home for the Texans, home for the Saints, and then at the Texans. All the teams above them, I see losing one, if not two games. And the Browns went out, and they're six and they're ten and six, and they're the six seed. Okay. I mean, you know what I mean. I don't think that's crazy. It is. It's crazy. Yeah. Is it really? They're not going to do it. Everybody tweeted simultaneous cash. Should tell me if that's crazy or not, because I don't think it's that crazy. How many teams? <laughs> how often do we see nine winning nine straight games in the NFL doesn't happen? I mean, it does. It's a dime and it doesn't. It does. It does. I, I'm trying to think of it last year. Houston I know that uh, Houston did it last year. Year before that, Kansas City did it with Alex Smith, and then the and year, you know what those guys and have. Then the year before that, I believe the better Colts coaching did it staff. too. So you don't you so 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 here's my thing. We talked about this with Freddie Kitchens, and we talked about how we thought that he's a good coach, but that they went in early on him yep. to make sure they got him. Uh-huh. So you're saying that it's still early. And I'm saying I think that they've made the turn. No, why did you, know you make I mean? what did you make the turn on? They made the turn when they were right, two and six. Right they said, now, Let's just do it. Right now, the only thing so right now you're using the argument for the Cleveland Browns that you used against every other team that's winning. Okay. So New England started high. You're like, who they play? Nobody. Okay. So they beat Let's look at this. They beat a bad Pittsburgh team that you say sucks. They beat up Miami. Who cares? Well, you don't say that Pittsburgh sucks. I don't. I so. don't. And that's why they're in the city right Pittsburgh now. Sucked, you... <laughs> I'm saying that they could be, that the Browns are better. And right now they aren't. I don't know if my thing's still recording. 
Oh, well, that's not good. Yeah, well, well. So, um, so they crushed the Ravens. Uh, they played tight against the Seahawks, didn't win. Um, they beat the Bills, who I think are a good team. <laughs> um, they beat the Steelers, then the Browns. Uh, so, but I'm just saying that I'm not – I'm not um, – I don't think my point about them making the playoffs is more about them being this great world-beater team. I think it's more about the fact that they have – this week's going to be really okay. tough. Not, I'm okay. I think it's going to be a close game. I think they win it. Okay. And the Ravens – What about tough. Arizona? You've been touting Arizona as being Ravens one of the best game, tough teams to play. Rest of them. What about Arizona? Browns You've been touting Arizona. Arizona's a good team. Arizona's a very good team. Arizona doesn't have the best offensive line. And even without Miles Garrett, Cleveland brings pressure. Cleveland can get to the quarterback. And Cleveland has good secondary players. And no, Denzel Ward. Pittsburgh. Is Joe Hayden playing for the Browns? No, Joe Hayden plays for the Is not playing well at all. Who's the other corner? Who's the other corner? Greedy Williams. First round pick. First round pick out of LSU. So they have those two players against Larry Fitzgerald, who's much older, and Christian Kirk. I, I don't well, – I'm not anyways, scared so. of that, of, of the, the, the Cardinals not offense against right the now. Cardinals they haven't played a, an, a team like that. Do you want to Browns have a good run defense. Yeah, we're just going to we'll triple down. Do you want to explain the triple down or are we just going to no. say we're tripling down? No. We're never, ever, ever. We're tripling down. And if it happens, no, it should we matter. explain what it is later? Wait, we're never, ever, ever going to explain what happens? You're not going to get But I mean, like, when I post the picture okay, so after I've shaved your head. All right. Is that Josh said the triple down was. Okay, so I'm going to explain what it is. All right. Is that Josh said the triple down was if the Browns make the playoffs, I get to shave his head. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Josh's hair is his most prized position. If that happens, I'll explain it that way. And if I lose, something else happens. And we'll if that happens, I'll explain it that point. How about that? We'll, we'll leave that part a mystery. Right now, um, so if that happens, confident. we'll explain that part. Which, but right now, I'm I just not, want you to know that I'm Josh is so confident in this. You are Which wrong. I'm not. So I'm not uh, baffled not that you think I'm wrong. I'm baffled. I'm baffled that you're so confident that you'll put your hair on the line. It's crazy to me. We bet uh, it was the dinner bet that I still haven't got. Cherry Pepsi last year on the Browns. This year you're putting your hair. Uh, it was the dinner bet that I still haven't got. I'm just saying. I'm waiting for you to say And this is a weird team. thing to say when your team wins by 17 <laughs> points. I'm just saying. Or when a team wins by 17 points. I was in Cleveland. <laughs> I saw <laughs> if they were playing any team right. other than Miami who is inept in a lot of facets, they don't win. They, were playing they had so many miscues. And even win. so, and and this is this so isn't a backtrack. I don't. Miscues. If they make it to the playoffs, they're out like that. And even so, because they can't win against good teams. And I don't care about that. I will. I'll agree with that. I'm talking about they're going to make the playoffs because a weak AFC and they only because they'll all they'll half because Cleveland is also the kind of team where will come back and they will win a game that they're supposed to win. Because here's the thing. That makes sense, but I will say ten and six to me in the AFC guarantees the six seed, but nine and seven can still win it in the AFC. There are plenty. There are four other teams that are ahead of Cleveland. So you think it's gonna be Oakland at ten and six? Yeah. There are plenty. There are four other teams that are ahead. Heck, if we're talking about that, and you think LA still in it? Yeah. Okay. 
Fair I'd enough. be okay like if we're talking about that. I'd be okay if LA lost for the bit. All right, let's I do some pass picks. And I want Philly, <laughs> Philly Rams to get it. Pass picks. All right, let's do some pass picks. You do. It's time for. Oh, yeah. We All right, so we are tied up right now at 12 and 15. Adam went 0 and 3. So we are tied up right now at 12 and 15. And I went 1 and 2. Last time we played this and way back I when. Went one and two. Last and you time know this way back when? why that all happened? And I'm so know, confused as to what's why? going on. Okay. Why? All right. I'm back on track. Back that on track. All happened. I'm why? So confused as to what's going on. It's because you <laughs> bet against your Browns that you're so confident in. That's the reason. I picked the Bills. Right? Yeah. It's because you mm. bet against your Browns that you're so confident in. <laughs> I picked the Bills, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was All right, so right, that, was the game I went to. that AFC yeah, South that showdown that's going to uh, apparently make All or break right, Cleveland's so season about being such a huge implication is those Tennessee Titans to traveling to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. Indianapolis Colts. Colts. No matter who wins, yeah, yeah, yeah. still yeah. Yeah. The only team traveling to take on the Indianapolis Colts. No matter who wins, still out of Cleveland. The only team that I'm worried about taking the spot over Cleveland is the Titans. And you know what's funny is the Titans are an enigma because I was so on them and then so off of them and then I'm so on them again. Maybe Miami is the disease that was affecting Ryan Tannehill because, oh my goodness, since Ryan Tannehill took over as quarterback for the Titans, there's only one quarterback in the NFL who scored more fantasy points per week than Ryan Tannehill. Can you guess who it is? Lamar Jackson, the only quarterback in the NFL to score more points each week than Ryan Tannehill is Lamar Jackson since Ryan Tannehill took over. It's incredible. And I just think that this is going to be a tough, hard-fought game, but Ryan Tannehill in the end with A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and Derrick Henry, who is doing what Derrick Henry does every friggin' year, and we're all so shocked about it, but it happens every year where he just takes over. You know what's... That was the game I was supposed to give you. Yep. I'm so sorry. Doing this wrong. That was the game I was supposed to give you. Doing this wrong. the whole game, please. <laughs> yeah, no, I Anyway, so Josh, uh, Titans and Colts. <laughs> I think being in yeah, no, in Indy is huge, Colts. but uh, okay. oh, I love it. Play in Tennessee in Tennessee in one. Yeah. But I'm pretty positive it already happened. Uh, I'm going to just check cuz I want to make sure. I'm not sure about that, but, but um yeah. Going to go they they hung around with the Texans who I think is the superior team throughout throughout that division and really they could have won for most intents and purposes. It just came okay. down to a few things here or there. Gonna go, gonna go with the home team Colts. Browns and Steelers. All right, so Browns at I don't Steelers. Think it's this week. So how uh, soon do you think that whatsoever. my crumbles? If I don't think it's this week. Pittsburgh's defense just plays a little bit better than it did the last time. The last time. They played Cleveland was their worst defensive outing for most of the year, for really most intensive purposes. And I think they're just going to be, I think, I could be wrong, but I think Pittsburgh's defense wants to come out with the anger that Cleveland's defense left in Cleveland, if that makes sense. And I think they're just going to to rattle Baker a little bit more than they did because if, if Miami can make some plays, then Pittsburgh certainly isn't going to let two games against the Cleveland Browns go without making some plays. I'm going to go with Cleveland because I think it's the more intelligent pick. So who are you picking? 
I'm gonna go with Cleveland, but I'm not gonna be shocked whatsoever. So you're just ex- so you're just explaining how it could not happen. Oop, okay. But I'm not gonna be shocked whatsoever. So I'm calling audible on the last game because I uh, didn't realize I didn't realize this pick this game was on the slate for Sunday night football. But uh, yeah. we're going to Houston for the Texans, who host the New England Patriots. Yeah. Calling an audible. Yeah, I, no, this I, I'm, one, I, I, I'm this one isn't really that tough game, for me. I'm going, I'm going with Houston. Yeah, I want, going I want your thoughts. Houston. This one isn't really that tough for me. I'm going with Houston. Well, depending on what happens on Thursday, of course. Whatever happens on Thursday. Going with Houston. Um, I think the factor of it being in Houston is a huge reason. If they were in Foxborough, I'd say New England. I think it's just too tough. Tough. Yeah. I'm very fascinated though to watch what Fair enough. Gilmore, Fair enough. excuse me, does against Hopkins. He is very, very important. But we yeah, saw Michael Gallup be able to make some plays, and I think so it wasn't Will for those weather very important in this game. He is very, very important. But we saw Michael Gallup issues. I don't know what you want to call it. There could have been a bigger game. I'm not blaming the weather on shutting down of Cooper. I think that was just player skill. But if there were, who knows? Dallas probably would have won that game. Gilmore's great. But we can't really say. Going knows, Houston. Dallas probably would have won that Alrighty, game. Well, uh, we can't really say. Josh is picking the Colts at home against the Titans. The Browns. Alrighty, well, uh, Josh is yep, picking yep, yep. the Colts at home against the Titans. The yeah, Browns. So we'll the say the. There's a couple good games. So we'll go probably the. Yeah, so we'll say least the juicy one first. Uh, the Chargers taking on those Denver Broncos. This is gonna be the Chargers, and like I said earlier, there there's some Tyrod Taylor man stories about that too. Or is Drew Locke ready to play? Because I I'd like to see Drew Locke play for the Broncos. But yeah, I just think that it's nearing December and. We talked about Philip Rivers being un- unbeatable in the second half of the season, which has been true, but uh, it's funny because you said the same thing in November. The month of December. That's what I said. That's <laughs> so loose. funny. And, uh, I don't... That's what I said. Is we talked about it earlier, but legitimately in December, I his record is incredible. I just think that this is the time where the the the, the, the Chargers finally make their run, and it'll be too little, too late because right. the Browns right. will succeed. But uh, going to go to that, that 1 o'clock right. game that we were talking about, the 49ers traveling to Baltimore. To that, game of the week that 1 o'clock game that we were talking about, the 49ers traveling to Baltimore. Hardest game of the week to pick in terms of analysts, not in terms of emotions. But uh, I'm going with the Ravens. I just – I think that – I think that the Ravens have played a similar – Test in terms of defenses in the Patriots, whereas the 49ers have not played anything similar test in terms of offense of the Ravens. And so the Ravens will have that just, you know, half leg up on the competition in terms of their offense just being too tough to handle. I, I do expect this to be a much closer game than the last couple of Ravens games. All right. But and the last said, one you're going to dive into a little bit. At that Thanksgiving game that you're so right. darn excited about. I, 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 I just go for you, but I made it to somebody. Yeah, I and I, I, mean, I don't know if I made this joke to you, but I made it to somebody. I said, because I feel like every week I'm saying I'm so nervous about this game for the Bills, but I think 
we're in uncharted territory right now with Buffalo. Okay. First time it's happened since what 1999 that we've been eight and three. So I haven't been cognizant long enough to understand being this good this late in the season. So I'm always going to be nervous for every game. That being said, I do think we win this game. I I've thought about this all week, three days. Um, but. I I'm nervous about that front seven of, of Dallas. I I very much am. I do think there is some leeway in the secondary and the connection with John Brown and Cole Beasley has stepped up recently. I just think that we find enough holes in that defense. Josh Allen, who's had seven straight weeks with two plus touchdowns or more, uh, eight straight weeks. I think he makes it. I think he makes a statement on. Thanksgiving Day, and I think that we're talking about the Dallas imploding after Thanksgiving, and we're 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 talking about Jason Garrett's seat hot, heating up even more, and I I think that there's obviously always a little bit of part of heart an emotional pick when I pick the Bills, but I think this one is very very simple for me, and just the fact that I think that our team is. Almost what as talented makes and you just way better coached. feel confident that your defense is going to be able to limit what this offense? Makes you feel because because I think our defense is not. I'm not going to say as good as New England, but our defense is very similar in. Like, I the strength of our team as New England's defenses, and New England held them nine points. Like, I know that, you know, there were some coaching blunders that may have hindered Dallas from scoring more points than they could have, but I think that our secondary is one of the best in the NFL, so we can lock up Cooper and Gallup. And then when they try to run the ball, they may be able to find some room on the ground, but I really think that when it comes down to the nuts and bolts, you get in the red zone, I don't think they're going to score enough touchdowns to beat us. They might settle for some field goals, and Jason Garrett is not, uh, I'm not going to say courageous, but he's not, you know, he's not going to gamble enough to go for it on fourth downs. When they get down into our territory, he's going to settle for enough field goals that we score enough to would I would agree with you in most instances that Garrett's going to play the safe game. I don't know after all this scrutiny that he's been under this week that if he gets there, I think we might flip the script a little bit and see some uncharacteristic things. And I think I and I think after all is said and done, I'm a little bit worried that that could be the case. But I've seen this story from Garrett his whole his whole career with the Cowboys. He gets scrutinized and he always comes through the next week. All right, all right, there we go. The yard line there we go. His way the all right, there we go. Good right. stuff. Good stuff. Right. There we go. There we go. Well, I don't even all have right. one. Don't I don't. I can't. Stuff. I I Good didn't. Stuff. I didn't think of one. No. Prince Fortune. Well, I, I mean, I might not. You don't. Like, I'll see I if I get one done. In, in no. Time. Do you want to go think of one? I do mine. I mean, I might not. Like, I'll see if I get one done. Okay. In the time. Okay. 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 For those of you who didn't hear what he said, he said, I don't want to say something stupid for the sake of doing it, which I respect immensely. So, Friends Fortune is for Thanksgiving. Hopefully you listened before Thanksgiving. If not, you're listening and you're laughing at me for being wrong, but it's a Thanksgiving Day prediction. A Thanksgiving Day prediction that every starting quarterback on Thanksgiving will, th- will not throw, but have two touchdowns. So they can have a rushing and a passing, two rushing or two passing or whatever. But every single quarterback starting on Thanksgiving 
will have at least two touchdowns total. This is going to be an interesting yeah, one. Think. All right, so you don't have uh, – didn't think of one, but I'm just too quick. I mean – All right, so you don't have – Just say uh, something. Didn't think of one, but I'm just too quick. I mean – I mean, sure. Okay, you don't have to. Just... Do you want to or no? I mean, sure. Okay, I'll, go, I'll leave real quick. go hide in the closet. Yeah, that's uh, – says something. Says something right there. I'm going to go hide in the closet. I'm going to get my pals picks wrong. Maybe not. Maybe maybe Cleveland still pulls it out. But I'm going to say, like I was talking about that that Pittsburgh defense. I think they're going to make five big plays, three sacks, two interceptions. Might not lead to a win, but the defense is going to play a lot better this time this time around. Okay, you can come out of the closet. And here he comes out of the closet, everybody. Well. <laughs> Like regardless, I said, my parents have been telling me to come out of the closet yeah. for years. Yeah, um, <laughs> regardless, uh, good episode. Yeah, this podcast. We had some yeah. good talks. Yeah. I think we went at it more than we have on the entire career of podcast. Yeah, me too. We used to do it all the time. I'm upset. I can't get those episodes. But make sure you check out the Pocket Podcast Network. Uh, me and uh, Josh was working on his master's degree, so me and Britty, the runner of the network, did an episode of Sorted Podcast. It was a lot of fun. We sorted the NFL mascots. Josh had an assist on SJ from the Cleveland Browns, the dog. And then Them's the Facts is doing a bonus episode of Simultaneous Catch. They'll be talking about last week's games, and they're also going to do some fun facts about NFL officiating and rules and stuff. Should be by this weekend. We don't know when it will be posted, but it should be a lot of fun. And then, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if you're listening to this before Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving, have a happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Uh, there's a lot to be thankful for. Hey, John Wayne is an American <laughs> I icon. So, I was going to be so serious. That's true. <laughs> Hey, John Wayne is an American icon. Uh, sure he is. There's so much to be thankful for. That's this true. Year. I agree. I'm saying sure he is. Uh, there's so much to be thankful for this year, at least for me, I know. You know I'm not laughing. I want to be serious for a second. I have so much to be thankful for. I'm living with my – I know, I know. I, I'm living with my best friend. It's awesome. I get to see my family. I, I work on Thanksgiving, but then I get to go and be with my family, eat food, and watch my bills play, regardless of the outcome. It's just I have a lot to be thankful for this year. And sometimes when you know life gets tough or life gets hectic, it's hard to remember all the things to be thankful for. So this year, I hope that you really take a step back and look at all the things you have to be thankful for, because I bet you find. Yeah, I just have two quick tidbit questions. Number one, you want to say what is your what what Thanksgiving side food are you most excited for? Nice, love it. So I love stuffing. I love all kinds of stuffing. And here's the thing: I used to be a kind of person who didn't like to mix their food. Like I didn't like my food to touch. Thanks. Thanksgiving is what changed my mind on okay. that. I need all the things a little together. Extreme. I think it's so good when you okay. just like pile and it all number in two. there. Okay. But I, but stuffing is my stuffing is my favorite side week? dish. Okay. Yeah. And number two. No. All right. So we're, we're real quick. Where I'm zero twenty five against Josh. No. All right. So we're we're real quick. Where I'm zero twenty five against Josh in fantasy. If you haven't listened to any other episodes, we played twice this week in our main league where I'm the commish. Awesome. And then our league that we've deemed Pokemon League because we both have Pokemon themed team names. Love it. Josh that game actually has a lot of 
and it's deeper. It does that. We are one two seeds, which is neat. But it's playoff implications in our in our league. I think we locked up the one two seed, which we're very happy about. I'm going to start Detroit's quarterback. Or Josh Allen. Regardless, check out the Pocket Podcast Network. Check out our. Our buddies at the Comic Junkies, JJ Hodges, I'm on an episode. And, uh, yeah, just check out podcasts everywhere and uh, spread love. You know, anything else, bud? Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. God bless.